You are tuned in to the New American Politics Podcast. We're going to be sitting here talking tonight about world affairs, and we're going to solve all the problems that you think you have, me and my co-host on this show, the first episode, the the man in charge, the man who really knows what's going on. That's going to be Mike LaRue. Talking about being overhyped. Yeah, uh, overhyped, not at all, not at all. It's, it's, it's going to be good. I, I think we should start this podcast with saying that that theme song belongs to Warner Brothers, and we don't want to get sued. It belongs to, to Mary Melodies, Looney Tunes, whichever one it was. It, it made them millions. Exactly, and I think that I mean, a lawsuit would actually bring us a lot of um, like acclaim. If somebody like Warner Brothers is suing this tiny podcast, we could make we could make it overnight. We just change it and move on. Yeah. So. Well, Mike, how are you this evening? I'm fine. How are you? I am doing good. We um, kind of threw this together at the last minute, and this is the first episode, so you know they're going to keep getting better. But can we get better news right now? Can we get better <laughs> what's going I mean, is there a better time to... I mean, there's so much stuff to cover. I don't think we could have a 10-hour podcast and cover it all. Yeah. Well, in, in response to your first comment about this being the first show, anything from this point on will be a lateral move. And, uh, yeah, uh, you know, there's enough Trump to go around for everybody. And, uh, I'm, you know, it's every media outlet in the world cannot stop talking about Trump. They either hate him with a white hot passion or they love him or they're scared of him. But they still like him better than the alternative, or they don't understand at all. And the interesting thing is, last night I was listening to Fox News, I switched to CNN News, and I went to MSNBC, and I went to the BBC. Now, Fox News, of course, was talking about Trump, and it was a positive thing. A, lo- a, lo- a loving Trump. Exactly. Yes, yes. CNN, not so much so. In fact, they hate him. Wait, he kind of got—they kind of got scolded, didn't they? Like in, from the pulpit, basically. What do we call a pulpit? What do you call it? The from the presidential pulpit, I guess you would say, whatever you want to call it. Didn't he just? Yeah, tell the, them? he called him the Clinton Network, <laughs> which is at that time was not too far fetched. But at the same time, uh, last night was kind of different, and I, I, you know, I didn't get this girl's name that was actually hosting the show but she was actually taken up for trump everybody else was bashing him to death and she was saying you know like they come on and they say well this is about muslims which it's not right but that's what they're going with and they're going with it full steam and as always they always want to make it look like the entire country is is going after him for this right when it's not that way at all and they're 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 pushing this, and saying uh, all of these people showed up, and 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 they're all against him, and this is a, a religious thing, and it's not, it really isn't, and they're trying to make it that way and make him look bad. Now the interesting thing is, I went from Fox News, I went to CNN, and as usual, it's Trump, 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 Trump. We can't stop talking about Trump, Trump. Oh, right. here's. Here's some 
headline here or something. Like a polar bear attacked a family, but we're going back exactly. to Exactly. They yeah. burned down a mosque, and I think yeah. someone was shot, and uh, different things like that. But now Trump, 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 Trump. Go to CNN, same thing. Trump, 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 Trump. Go to MSNBC, same thing. Trump, 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 Trump. This is the crazy part. You go to the BBC, and it's Trump, 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 Trump. Isn't there something going on in, 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 in England? Yeah, and Brexit's going on, and they're in the middle of like what could possibly be something that changed that country forever. Exactly, and they're talking about Trump. Well, I think Trump is the best thing that could have ever happened to him in a 24-hour news cycle because he is working so hard. He gives them something new almost every hour. He does, and of course, you know, right now, um, you know who Charles Krauthammer is? Yes, I do. Yeah, well, he was on criticizing him a little while ago about uh, it wasn't so much against what he did other than just if you're going to implement something like that that's so massive, you might want to plan a little bit (laughs) rather than just saying, here's a ban, because all these people were were on a plane on their way here, and all of a sudden, uh, you can't get in. Yeah. And the green card thing and the, the visa thing, I mean, these guys, a lot of them were people that actually work for our military and they couldn't get in. Well, they that's the thing, though. They, they keep showing, saying that on the news, they can't get in. They're letting them in. They're yeah, vetting them. Yeah, they're letting them, them in. But, but don't saying, think that they're telling you about that on CNN. No, they're MSNBC. not. They're not. They're saying these people are never getting back to their homes and families, exactly. which is a bunch of malarkey. And there's thousands of them. There's thousands of them. Yeah, when it, actually, there was like, what, 300? Yeah, and a hundred and ninety of them, or a hundred and something, were detained. I don't know the exact number, so we're not going to be. Well, and everybody keeps talking about it being a ban on Muslims, and uh, since this is a commentary news thing, we 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 can be a little bit partial or whatever. I don't see people over there from Irish Catholic bombing America or trying to kill us. I mean, I hate saying it like that, but the, whether whether. Islam is a is a religion of whatever love they can call it what they want to there is a sect of that religion just like there was during the Spanish Inquisition a sect of Christianity during all those things that did bad it doesn't mean they're all bad but for right now what he's doing is a temporary 90 day stop right but it doesn't have anything to do no, with religion well, it's I'm, about being from the seven countries I don't even know what they are there's Syria there's um I looked them all up, and I wish you wouldn't have said that because now I look like an idiot for not knowing exactly what it was. I don't know but what they yeah, are either. But it has nothing to do with your religion. It's about you came from these areas that are known to be uh, terrorist. Uh, in, in what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, terrorists are known to be there, and, and right and. Insurgents are coming from those areas. And here's the crazy part. Obama, President Barack Obama, was the person that gave Trump the locations of oh. which he should, uh, you know. I, He's like, I would never do this because I'm not this crazy. But you, you're probably crazy enough to pull this off. Well, that's, that's the whole thing. You know, it's like, and here's the biggest problem with anything that comes out of the White House, or anything having to do with government. It maybe used to be simple, 
But nothing we have anymore is simple. Everything has got hair and teeth on it. If you can't do the most simple thing because it involves so many people, there's so many different things involved in it, like the military people that work for us. Right. They couldn't get in. But they, but they did get them in. They were just yeah, detained. They, did. They, they were yeah. Which that's not what CNN and all and Chuck Schumer and all these guys are going on right. about. But even by you saying, well, they couldn't get in. They could get in. And then we've got groups that were on the internet, and I don't. And there were several of them in there. Oh, we're going to dedicate this to like different music things. We're going to dedicate this to all of the people that uh, were banned and all this. What do they call it? The they had their refugees, right. whatever, and they made us. They made it look bad. Well, the thing is, is that's one big thing, and they're running that over and over and over again. But there's a lot of stuff that's actually doing good. I mean, like, I mean, he's got this ban on the Muslim states and all that kind of stuff. But if you look at what he's doing, like, he's got Supreme Court. There's a good. I mean, is it tomorrow night? I think he's supposed to. Release who he's doing his Supreme. choice for the Supreme Court, which the Democrats are already sharpening their sticks. Well, the good thing is, I think two of the ones that I've heard them say have already been like ratified by the Senate already, like in, in past times. The past Senate said, Yes, we would pass this person, and we're once again at a Republican Senate. So there's a good chance that whoever he picks is going to get in. And I believe oh, one, they'll probably get in, but they're going to be raked over the coals by the Democrats, which I don't think they have the power to stop anything anyway. Well, of course, there's going to be raked. That's what they're going to do. And if when Obama was in, the Republicans raked everybody, everything he did through the coals. I mean, it's just a, the shoe is now on the other foot. Exactly. We spent eight years screaming at our TVs. What goes around comes around. Now it's their turn. <laughs> To scream at their TVs for eight years. Right. And then if anything good does come out of his presidency, whether it be eight years, four years, whatever, all you're going to hear is, well, Obama, it was because of Obama, because that's what all that they're going to say is how good it was because of Obama. Right. And yeah. I got to say, Trump was not my choice of candidate. No, you and you were out. Yeah, In fact, is, I, you know, I was one of the people that said, how's, how's he even running? He's never been a senator or governor. I didn't think you could do that. I had spent all these years thinking that you had to be a senator or a governor to get the highest office in the world. Our only president in the history of America, in all of its glory, the only president we've ever had that didn't have military or public service background. Exactly, and... and it wasn't just that. It was the fact that it was Donald Trump. And I'm like, for real? And that was when he actually had thought about running in the uh, the previous election. Right. Which he never signed on to do. But he had kicked around the idea. And uh, I'm like, yeah, right. And it, it wasn't quite as shocking as when Kanye West said he was going to run for president. What? Then yeah, I, I've heard. But about now, that. I don't know that he wouldn't get elected. Well, here's my question. So you've got Trump doing all these executive orders, all the things that he in, promised he would do. He would do. But with the way he's doing this, does this at all in any way like like make you, you know, 
raise an eyebrow a little bit going watch how much control he has you get what i'm saying like is it one of those things where maybe we all sit back and be like okay you're gonna do this stuff but we didn't elect a dictator and i'm not saying he's doing that but man he's making a lot of stuff happen really fast right and some of it's stuff that really shouldn't be that fast but on the other hand i'm glad some of it is I'm completely against Obamacare, and I don't understand why. And I know that there are good things about Obamacare. Nobody's saying that there's not. I don't necessarily agree with some of them, but the part about uh, being able to get health care if you've got a, an existing condition, I think that that's a good idea. But, you know, I, I, there is no way for a private company to look at that and say, we're going to come out on that. Well, I know, because I think... Especially when you're talking about two, three hundred thousand dollars just for the simplest things when it involves that, you know? That's part of the issue is without some way for the government to completely control medical costs and then also completely control... How it goes that the only way it works, which I do not want, and I'm not advocating that, Socialized is is a sing is a single payer system. That's the only way it works, and I don't want that. I know we buy our our healthcare through the exchange. It's expensive, and then from what I hear, two more companies are dropping out. Yeah, I mean they're, they're going to dropping out of it, but that's because they can't. You know, it, it won't work. They're businesses. They're in there to make money. And which is what just you know infuriates you to begin with, because from the get go, from day A, the bean counters were on board saying, "This don't work." Right. This dog don't hunt. Right. The numbers don't add up, and the numbers don't lie. The rest of the politicians they lie a lot. Do you think Trump, a business guy, is going to be able to point that out and make America see that? Well, yeah, but at the same time. Uh, he uh, he comes off as the same way with this ban on these countries. Okay, we're just going to do this and see how it works out. That's just kind of scary. Right. So you got, I mean, this, this healthcare thing has got beyond comprehension hair on it. Right. And uh, I just... In one way, it seems to me, what if we just got rid of all of it? Went back to where it was before Barack Obama came into being and started his uh, Affordable Care Act. What if we went back there? Because I know there was problems, but it wasn't as bad. People had health care, and they had their doctors, and they had their health providers. They had all of that. Well, I'm going to get on a soapbox here. The reason why healthcare is so expensive is a, a little law that's enacted. And I doubt it's going to go anywhere. And it says that a doctor cannot charge an individual less than they would charge an insurance company. Then the government gets involved with it. And then the government says, okay, the a doctor cannot charge you less than what they would charge the government for the same bill. So the doctor says, okay, this pro- this this process costs $100. Here's your receipt, sir, for your $100 uh, 
whatever you had to have, your your nosectomy, right? We're just making the things up. Here's a hundred dollars. So you say, well, uh, I've got Medicaid, Medicare, whatever. So they take this to turn it into the to the government. The government says, well, it shows a hundred dollars, but we're only going to pay you forty percent of that. Right. So now the doctor's bill that used to be a hundred dollars now has to be two hundred and twenty dollars to make what little to make his money and the profit he needs to make to pay for his outrageous school prices, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But now that hundred dollar deal that he could do for you for a hundred dollars if you paid cash, he can no longer do. It now has to cost two hundred and twenty dollars. Exactly. And so it's the little things like that. Those little things that are not ever going to go away. Those things are going to screw it up. It's like taking a, I mean, you wouldn't think a handful of sand can hurt much, but you throw a handful of sand inside of a motor, you know, inside of a a car engine, you're going to have issues. I know. I had a neighbor do that to my car one time. (laughs) Seriously, the car caught on fire because I was trying to start it with the car, with the breather thing off of it. And... (laughs) I put some gasoline in there. He threw dirt to turn it off. Right. Well, it's a funny story. (laughs) My father uh, helped uh, tear down a a bowling alley once. Right. He didn't tear the bowling alley down. He just took the lanes and all that out out of there. Right. And he got a fire extinguisher out of there. And this fire extinguisher lived in the garage. The whole time... That I was a teenager, this fire extinguisher was there, and it was always in the way. Whatever you wanted in that garage, that fire extinguisher was in the way of your progress. On top of, or, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And we spent all this time moving this fire extinguisher from place to place in the garage because it was always in the what? And and listeners, you obviously can't see LaRue. He's about 97 years old. No, I'm joking. He's an older guy, so that fire extinguisher had to have been a 50-pound oh, fire, 50 extinguisher. fire yeah, extinguisher. It was, it yeah, was exactly. huge, and it was made out of, it was red and was really heavy. And uh, every I'm serious, everything in the garage that you wanted, that fire extinguisher was in the way of it. I have a fire. I go in the garage. I cannot find this fire extinguisher. Which, it turned out, it was covered up by some other stuff. But the one time I needed... It's not there. I can't find the fire extinguisher. That's right. And the neighbor, who was being a good neighbor, he runs over, gets two handfuls of dirt out of the flower bed, and throws them into the carburetor of my 1968 Mustang with a 289 engine in it. it. Yeah. And that was the end. Of the 1968 Mustang. I sold that car, get this, for $200. And it wasn't running. 289 289 Three-speed. You said 68 1968 Well, I, yeah, I sold that 67 I had about 10 years ago for about $8,000, and exactly. it wasn't even running right. I know. Yeah. You even rusted their five grand, and I know we're... We're uh, we're going all over the place. Hey, but you know what? I was talking about news. Since we are a news, I don't know if we call it news podcast, a news commentary. You heard about the Boy Scouts? No. Are, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Boy Scouts, the Boy Scouts of America, have now amended their rules to allow transgender girls who identify as boys 
into the Boy Scouts. Okay, this has got to stop. This is just, this is stupid having stupid with a side order of stupid. In the words of the fictional character, Sergeant Vincent Carter, played by the late Frank Sutton, wonderful actor. Stupid, stupid, stupid. That's right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Shoot Gomer Pyle USMC, in case you didn't I, I, I haven't. I haven't made my mind up, to be honest with you, how it really makes me feel about this, but it it just doesn't seem right, LaRue. I'm okay with the gay thing. Yes, and I'm okay. I've, but if you were born a man, you are going to be. I don't care what you cut off. Sorry about that. Computer glitch. I don't care what you do to yourself. You're not going to change that. It's the same thing as saying, I want to be a billionaire. You're not going to be a... I mean, you can rent expensive cars, buy expensive clothes... Do everything it takes to look like a billionaire. But you're not a billionaire. But you're not a billionaire. Same thing, you know, and, and of course, I'm sure they look at it a lot deeper and all of that, and I'm sure there's some psychological things involved that I'm not even aware of. But at the same time, when it comes to reality and fantasy, that's that's not true. Now, the the other way is is something entirely different, but this is ridiculous. And to say, I mean, the what is it? I can't remember which state is it recently got so much, so much trouble about saying if you're born a male, you use the men's room. If you're born a female, you use the ladies' room. Well, my thinking is this: that's fine if they want to change it to where they allow whatever gender in there. It should no longer be the Boy Scouts. I have no problem. I mean, I, you don't. You may not know this, but one of my best friends growing up was a girl, tomboy, all that kind of stuff. Now lives as a guy, and but I, I have no problem with that. I, I have don't none. think they're the ones that are so wanting to use the men's room. I think it's the guys that this uh, this discover they want to be women that want to use. use the women's room. I now, think that's that, what it is. That's a problem. Yeah, uh, the I don't other... have I don't have daughters, but it would just freak me out with some dude going in the bathroom. Well, you know it's a women's room anyway. They all, they all have stalls. It's not like you're going to see something. Well, it's not even just that. Just but, just the idea. Exactly. And uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm cl- more closed minded than I think. I'm not sure. But yeah, that's just that's just totally random. I mean, I don't have a problem if you want to do that. I really don't. I mean, it kind of confuses people. But I really don't have a problem if you want to do that. But when it comes to using the restrooms, now you got to go to your assigned gender restrooms. It still would freak me out to see, like, some guy that was had gone full girl with, like, looks like a girl and everything walking out of the bathroom. I had a friend of mine that was in Nam, and he tells he told us, used to tell us stories about... Uh, the men that would dress up as women and uh they were they were prostitutes oh and i was were, thinking of mash they with a guy looking, trying to get out of the army yeah, no this wouldn't match this was really <laughs> bad and they were you know looking for gis and you don't discover that until later on down the road oh but he said they were incredibly good at what they did that you could not tell that they weren't females. 
maybe after a few beers. Maybe maybe that's it. But this is definitely um going off the deep end there. You so know, I think we rambled to prostitution in Vietnam. Prostitution in Vietnam, and and then I take I make an obscure mash reference. Let's check that. Yeah. What, what was his name? Uh, was it Klinger? No. Hawker. Hawk. No, the guy that was tried to dress up as a girl to get kicked out of the uh, army. Uh, yeah, that was Klinger. That, that was Klinger. Yeah, yeah. So, but, in other news that's not Trump related, the Canadian mosque shooting. Yeah, I saw that. So, did you have you have you heard anything about that? Because I can't find anything, and it's like I guess what. Well, that... it's, there's something else closer to home, and I can't remember what town it is here in Texas. Somebody burned one down. But that would be, but that right there would be a an American going after a mosque, probably something along those lines. The one that was in Canada was an actual Muslim shooting in a mosque. But the, this is what I was getting at is, the reason why I bring that up, the news cycle, this 24-hour news cycle is going on and on and on about your man Trump, which I'm definitely not a Hillary supporter when I say that. I'm just saying Trump. Uh, they're going on and on about that. What are we missing? What's going on behind the scenes that is being this is being used to hide? You know what I mean? Because like, that would make news. I think that would, without Trump going on, I think that would be a big story. A Muslim attacking a mosque. Yeah. I mean, it was such a big deal overseas that, that Paris turned the lights off of the Eiffel Tower, or Eiffel Tower to, in, you know, to memorialize that. But you don't hear anything about it on our news. But over in France, they know about it. So what is American news not covering you know i'm really a dry well when it comes to that because i don't know enough about muslims or mosque or any of that well it's not about the muslim or mosque. it's about we are getting fed as a public the news they want us to know exactly i'm just trying to point out what are they not telling us you get what I'm saying? Like, what are we, what are we missing here? What are the things that are going on behind the scenes? And maybe I'm being a conspiracy theory, but I mean, you and I have spent probably months of our lives talking about the JFK thing. I mean, there are conspiracies out there, one way or another. Right. Uh, you know, that's been playing all day long, and I've heard it and heard it, and it just. It kind of goes by from time to time. They'll put a Democrat on there that's up there with some stupid thing. And <laughs> I'll listen to that and get all mad about it because it's like Chuck Schumer. I mean, come on. Chuck Schumer is a perfect example of why we need term limits so bad. <laughs> it's like, stop it. But... um and there's a, there's another there was another one that came out Kane or whatever his name is, oh he was on there and talking, just absolute crap and stirring stuff up. That's one of the biggest problems we got, is these people get up and start stirring up hatred, talking about it's about religion and it has nothing to do with that. Right. And once that gets started, then here they come in droves. Right. And one of them, and this is what's so crazy about it, and this may open up another 
uh, venue that we don't want to travel down. We can. We can do that here. Right. Well, this they were demonstrating this ban that they say is on Muslims. Right, right. But it's not. They were demonstrating this, and in the background you can hear the people chanting. Do you know what they're chanting? No. They're not chanting anything about banning Muslims. They're saying Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Where did you see this? It was on the news. They were in the background <laughs> chanting Black Lives Matter. And I'm going, what does that have to do with this? Nothing. And uh, where was it? That was in Los Angeles. Maybe people are just wanting to act out for whatever reason, their own personal reason. They're it's using the same everything thing they can. As March on Wall Street. Oh, yeah, that was what ridiculous. What was that about? That was ridiculous. They had no cause. None. None. They, they, microphone after microphone was shoved in their face, and they'd say, what are, you, what, are you, what are you marching about? They had nothing. At least have something. Now, we won't even get into the fact with the Black Lives Matter, because, uh, I don't know, it's just that's a lost cause. But we live kind of in a time capsule here in the east texas area where we don't have to deal with that on a daily basis it seems so foreign the idea of that i mean i I just cannot imagine some for lack of a better term riot happening in downtown tyler now that you've said that you know it's that's the one thing about living in this city and it, it has always been so detached from stuff like that it has. It has. I, it, that's probably why so many people move here on a regular basis. I mean, it's a retirement town. If you're moving here to make a good living, don't. Unless but you're medical. It's a retirement town. A lot of people retire here. It's a nice little town, and it's uh, it's just about the right size that you can be really happy with it. Now, the road, the roads, they didn't really think that out real well. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they expected so many people, and there were some mistakes that were made early, many years ago, when they didn't have the foresight of a fly. Yeah. But at any rate, it's still not too bad. But this is a time capsule. Maybe not a time capsule is the wrong word. It's more like, but we are shielded from what goes on. I mean, we had had an officer... And I hope it stays that way. We had an officer shot in Dallas. Right, eight what, of them shot in Dallas. Well, okay, yeah. During that, during that deal, we had. Thank you, Black Lives Matter. Yes. Oh well, that was a peaceful protest. It doesn't matter and how it ended. You got it started. That's right. Well, we we were talking about how it happens there. That's an hour from us, and yet it seems not to affect us here. So if we're that close to what something happens, and all the news is blowing everything out of proportion. Maybe we're just seeing like a small chunk of what's happening in the world, but maybe the rest of the United States is not as affected by this as what the news makes it. Because to me, when I see it on the news, I'm expecting to see protesters walking down the street everywhere. Yeah, It's not as big. Well, also, it doesn't appear on the world of places to be. Dallas is big, and everybody knows Dallas. Right. And... uh, but the like Tyler, Texas. Well, like San Francisco <laughs> no, Tyler, or Texas. New York or LA. I mean, we got Earl what's his name? Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell. Okay. So um I'm you know what? I'm not a huge Earl 
Sharpen your sticks. Yeah. <laughs> I am not a huge Earl Campbell fan because the last few times I've been around, they dedicated a football stadium to the man, and he all but just said whatever. He didn't care. It's, it's like he doesn't really like us. So I don't know why that is. Maybe it's not that way. It just seemed that way. So oh, That's right. You have had to deal with him a few times. Well, not really deal with him. But, it's I mean, just, around I there. Saw, he just doesn't seem like. He's that big a fan of Tyler, Texas. Well, who that, is? Well, he played football at John Tyler. I mean, right. big deal. And he went on and had a really good football career. He is extremely talented, or was extremely talented when he played, and nobody's taking that away from him. But Tyler kind of like chimed in and said, he came from here. You know, if he didn't, if he had uh, – uh, Came from Longview. Somebody else. All oh, right. You know, or he didn't make a star out of himself. Nobody would say anything about it, but he did. So let's jump up and claim him. Well, what's the girl from Longview? They do the same thing with her. Oh, uh, that. This country singer? No, that's Lindell. Uh, Lindell, Miranda yeah. Lambert. And she posted she, on every side. On, on billboards. But you know what? She's building. I can't remember what the name of it, but there, she's doing stuff there uh she's got uh they're building an amphitheater and all kind of stuff out there they're gonna do some big shows out there yeah well i will not make those i don't do concerts <laughs> but <laughs> that's not breaking news right. definitely not she is a nashville artist and uh man she's on fire right now so we're about 35 minutes into this show mike and i don't think we have which People may not care, but... We I haven't think, solved anything. And, and we haven't introduced ourselves. Speaking of JFK. Oh, speaking of JFK. Oh, God. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, so... We don't even want to go there, because... It, it can go on and on. We can keep people's iPods and, and phones downloads, max them out with stuff on that. And which I, we may have to do an episode on too, that. Now. We could probably do an episode on the JFK... We could. That would be a good one. But anyways, I I'm sitting here in my little studio that I've built here in my house that is quite shall we say shoddy or whatever. But with the help of this man over here, Mike LaRue, and all of his years of experience. And so Mike, tell me about how you got started in radio. Well, uh when I was a kid I wanted to be on the radio. Because and, it was before uh, TV, right? Stop it. <laughs> they had TV. Go ahead. It was black and white for a while, but it turned into color later on. And my aunt was the first one on the block with a color TV set. But anyway, um, I, I wanted to be a radio DJ. And I had this phonograph, and I would play records, and I had this curtain rod that had this little ball-looking thing on the end of it, and I would talk into it and play like I was on the radio. And the name of my radio station was L-O-O-K. Look. And uh, I went to the actual radio station when I got older. Uh, I was working at a golf course, and one of the DJs showed up out there one day. And I asked him if I could come by and look at the radio station. He said, yeah. And he was a real nice guy, and he took me and showed me the radio station and all of that. 
and I asked him how to get in the radio, and he said, "Well, you got to make a a tape so they can hear what you sound like, and and you you got to get some experience, and the best way to do that's working part time." And I said, "Okay." And uh, I didn't really have a way to make a tape, so anyway, long story short, I, I kept after different radio stations here in town. And a friend of mine actually got a job working at one of those radio stations. And he was the one that came to me and said, hey, I think I can get you on. And what it was, was a local local radio celebrity at that time. He had a band and they played on the weekends. Oh, just like out at... Right. And yeah. the guy that did Sunday mornings for whatever reason quit. And the last place he wanted to be on Sunday morning at 6 a.m. was in that radio station. Yes, DJing. So that was my opening, and that's where I got started. So you just kind of fell into a straight-to-the-radio job. I did. Did you never make a tape and turn it in? No, I never did. So, Darren, do you remember the interview? Was it like just... Just here's your job, you got it, or did you have to? That was pretty much it. It was like, here's <laughs> what you do, pay attention. <laughs> what if they would give you take this tape and you put it on these rollers here and you push play when after you sign the radio station on? You don't talk, you just push play. Oh, and uh, <clears throat> anyway, the deal was for. Five hours, you did gospel music, you did uh, gospel programs, and uh, there was some local churches right. that had like a 30-minute segment, and they would come in and preach. And In studio? In studio, live. Okay. It was back in the day when it was real radio. Right. And um, that's what you did for five hours, and at the end of that five hours, you got one hour to be a DJ. So you for five hours you're quiet. Yeah. Church mouse just changing music and filling out and then you get to be it. And when you were DJing, did you get to I'm sorry. That's fine. Did you get to pick cough switch here? We have no cough switch. I told you it's janky. (laughs) (laughs) But for five hours I did that and then at the end of that you got to talk on the radio. And the first thing I did is start playing radio records and uh, I couldn't say anything but okay. Okay, click. Okay, that was, and I'd be reading the record as it's turning. <laughs> and uh, we played records back then, and that was the greatest radio of all time. I would absolutely, see, it's completely different now. You sit in front of a, you have a mouse. Right. And it's so convenient. Everything is right there in front of you on a screen. You don't have to get out of the chair. But they don't even have to talk anymore, do they? No, they don't. Now it's all voice tracked, but... There's some live stations, and I'm, but for the most part, they're voice tracked, and they're voice tracked thanks to Janet Jackson and her wardrobe malfunction. Which, oh, yeah, because I'm mean, honestly, and I don't know that that has anything to do with it, but honestly, if you mess up, they can fine you a ridiculous amount of money. So any kind of live programming they're doing, they're they running a delay on it. So. <sighs> It's, so you went from there? Well, I went, what that turned into, I, by the way, I was absolutely horrible. And Can't they, tell that now. Yeah, you can. 
But they had this automation system that was on the FM station, and you had to watch it. And it had these reel-to-reels, and uh, they played music. And it had uh, the jocks, which were all out of California. And it had voice track, is what they're called, where the jock would talk like he's actually local. Right, right. And my job was to keep all of that in sync and all of the music up. And that was that was a full-time job. And I noticed later on that from time to time, I could slip a song in that I wanted to hear. <laughs> and that eventually turned into me taking over and doing a Saturday night shift. And I can safely say on that particular radio station, which, by the way, at the time played pop music, that I was the first live DJ that got paid to do a live show on that radio station. How did you pull that off? I didn't get a plaque. There's no, <laughs> I didn't get anything for it. but No award? No, but it was great because uh, it didn't, the city just didn't have, I mean, another thing to keep in mind, this is back where the transition was beginning from AM to FM radio. Right, and this was the Everybody AM listened to AM radio forever. Right. And suddenly FM came from out of nowhere and it's like, wow, that sounds great. Instead of being all uh, AM sounding, and uh, it was starting to catch on, and 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 it was great. It was really so. Wonderful. Was that an FM station? It was an FM station, and at wow. that time it was fifty thousand watts. It later changed to a hundred thousand watts. Yeah, is that station still up and going now? It's still up and going, and owned by what's their name this week? Probably Clear Channel. No. <laughs> Not clear. Uh, it's something town. Nah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. They check. They've been like twenty nine different names. Right. Uh, yeah, but the station. The station is on, and it is. Uh, I don't even know what it's playing anymore. So that launched you into your it's career of into radio. Like Twelve different. Yeah, it did, and. We've done so well with it up to this point. So well with it. <laughs> the problem I had is before I did that, I only did that for a short time, and I got fired. Hold but on. It, had some, it was didn't have anything to do with radio or my performance on oh, the radio or any of that. I, could, I just saw a good story. It was, it was a personal dispute I had with some manager <laughs> types in the building. and uh, They didn't like your opinion, let me guess. <clears throat> no, actually, it stemmed from something else that was a little private enterprise we had going on the side. And, and <laughs> really, anyways, it, moving on. Well, it it, it was anyway. It, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't matter. But don't go into business with your boss. Let me put it that way. There you go. Anyway, uh, I got different jobs at other stations but they were am radio stations and so that's where i got started and so that's why if i'm on the radio i'm hyping it up i have I, that's the way they taught me to do it right and that's the way they taught you to do commercials and everything else like that so if you're talking in a normal voice which there's guys that are on the radio and they're the ones that sound the best they have natural radio voices right it's built in it sounds that way. I didn't get that. Like David Smoke? I didn't get that. I sounded like a hick. I still sound like <laughs> a hick because I grew up here. 
And you, right. you don't say, uh, you know, it's that East Texas twang or whatever right. it is. And you don't pronounce your words right. And it's it's just not the way it ought to be. Well, the good thing about that is if you leave East Texas, all the women like the accent. Here yeah. they don't notice it. But other states, they all enjoy it. Yeah, they notice it in California. <laughs> they notice it right away. Said, You're not from here, are you? No. I doubt they sounded like like grandma. <coughs> they, didn't, they sounded good. That's right. They had the, uh, you're not from here, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, me, I've got no radio background. I have a little podcast that we do here all about dirt bike racing. And, and I just feel like I could solve the world's problems if they would just give me a mic and wanted to be in radio the same way you did. And I actually, that's why I was laughing pretty hard about you doing that. I did the exact same thing when I was a kid, but unfortunately I grew up in a time once I got old enough to even decide, think about being in radio where everything was syndicated. Everything was syndicated. Didn't you grow up in Houston? I did grow up in you Houston. You couldn't have got on one of the radio stations if you wanted to. No, no chance. Nope. So it's major market. That's why it, you can't get a job in major market unless you've worked in major market, which makes it really hard because you can't get a job in major market. It's like getting credit. You can't get credit unless you have credit. Yeah. Well, same thing. we are now in a whole nother <coughs> age. We are in the age of the internet and everybody can have their own radio station and we can say whatever we want. Exactly. And it, it's, Unfortunately, radio as we knew it is dying, and they don't know that. But well, it's, think think of it this way though: they do the same thing as <laughs> the greatest hits of all time, and then they play a song and play twenty five commercials. That's right, and then come back and play that same song again. Well, back in the day, there was DJs that went out there and played music and gave the people a voice. Said, played what the people wanted to hear, talked about what the people wanted to hear, to, to say, and I think the internet is coming to that. That's where it is going now. When you can pick up your iPhone or whatever, any phone you have, and listen to what you want to hear, the, it's like the doors are blown off. Right. And I, I was seeing... And it started a long time ago when they came out with four-track tape players. The four-track. The four-track tape player. How did, how did it start from that? You could have your own music in your car. The majority of people listen to the radio in their car. Right. It's not like the old days before television came along. When Kel it's like just like they say, video killed the radio star. Right. When that came out, people more or less morphed into listening to the radio only when you're in a car. So that is their their audience. It always has been. They kid themselves into believing people go home and listen to the radio. Some people do, I guess. But you don't see people usually do that. They go home, they turn the TV on, especially nowadays. But back then, they actually believed that some people listen at home. They do, but a very small percentage of them. And they'll have the radio playing in the background like somewhere. Well, now maybe. it's now today it's going to be like Pandora or iMusic or whatever. Right. Well, back then, uh, it started with four-track tapes and went to eight-track tapes. And you kind of had a choice of listening to the radio in your car, or, or what you to something wanted to else. Hear. Right. Now it's a completely different animal. I worked in radio, and I don't listen to radio. 
I, I listen to I one listen to station. satellite radio, but only so I can get Fox <laughs> and CNN and BBC. That was a crazy thing. Did we talk about that? About the fact that BBC is talking about yeah. everything we, yeah. Is there not something going on in, in England that they could report on? Yeah, Brexit's going on, and... I didn't hear a word one about it. Really? Nope. How long were you on the station? At least an hour or so. I love to listen to their accent. <laughs> oh, I say that. <laughs> Earlier today, we were talking to Donald Trump. Yeah. And they, it, how did, everybody tells me that they sound intelligent. They sound they like... They do. We sound like absolute icks compared to them. I don't think so. They have wonderful, wonderful vocabularies. They pronounce their words absolutely correct. But it's weird when we hear it, and we're like going, Oh, he didn't pronounce that word right. No, we didn't pronounce that word right. They pronounce the word correctly. I would probably agree with you, except for in... Now, there's some words... That I'm kind of on the fence, like schedule. Or like decals being pronounced as decals. Decals. Uh, decals, yeah. Yeah, no. I heard one the other day that they said that it was interesting. It was, uh, what was it? Uh, I can't think of it, but it's like they pronounce something. Uh, it's it's different. Uh, oh, controversy or uh, Contra- controversy. Yeah, controversy. <laughs> Don't you mean controversy? So yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna say that with the English language and the way it is, you can pronounce anything the way you want to. Exactly. We have words that have letters that you are supposed to just pretend they're not there. But it's not the Queen's English. It's opossum. And again, we here in America have been good enough to lose somehow about fifteen thousand words. They knew these words in the 40s, but they didn't have a TV set at the house either. And they also didn't have, they didn't have text messages. Exactly. But they knew these words, and we've lost them. Well. Our vocabulary is absolutely horrible, and we, our kids are going up to each other going, sup. Sup. Instead of what is up. (laughs) (laughs) You would be, I'm sure, a complete. Square if you said that, but at the same time, we have horrible vocabularies. Well, I purposely make it a point when I <clears throat> write things in text messages. Like if you say, if you ask somebody why, not just put a letter, spell it out. I'm not giving up on that, but what we are going to give up on. We are here at the end of the show. Mike, what is it this week that has stood out to you more this week in the news? Like things that you just you just can't get over. What can you not get over with happening with the news this week? I would like to see if the news media, the entire news media, and I mean everybody, can go one single day without saying Donald Trump or President Trump or, as they like to refer to him, Trump. Can you do that? Can you go one day without saying this man's name? You can't. You know you can't. There's no way, even if the major media got involved with it, they're still the little guys. They're not going to get involved with it. They're not. There's no way you can fix it to where you can turn the radio on and not hear Donald Trump. Now, 
I can't remember. But was there a day we didn't hear Obama's name? Well, there's a day a lot of them I didn't hear because at one point in time I had just given up on the news. Yeah, well, a lot. That's a, that's another thing, and it's a good point. There's millions of people that do not watch news at all. They don't know, and they hear snippets from brilliant people like Chuck Schumer. Or they're, they're going against <laughs> these people's religion. No, they're not. That's right. They get snippets, and they think it's the way it is. And uh, our young people are stupid. Yes. And they, they that, that's the way they get their news. And, I mean, come on. Bernie Sanders, really? <laughs> well, this week for me, the thing I can't let go is Trump going off on that CNN guy. Just calling him out, telling him, hollering at him, saying he's fake news. He doesn't want to talk to him. I don't know oh, how. Yeah. He said, he was talking about Chuck Schumer. He said, you know, Chuck Schumer uh, did something, I guess, Sunday. And he he got all choked up and supposedly shed a tear over this. Right. And uh, Donald Trump came on, I guess, today and said that they were fake tears. Maybe a 5% chance they were real. And that Chuck needs to get a better acting coach. Oh, my God. It's good TV, baby. Oh, my God. This is going to be a fun four years. It's, no matter how it turns out, we could all be living in a dirt hole poverty, or we could all be filthy rich. It's or going we could to be, all be glowing. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's going to be a good four years. Well, guys, we are going to sign off here. We're going to be doing this show once a week if I can wrangle Mike down from his extremely busy schedule and get him in the studio on a regular basis. Something comes up in the news, make sure you tune in because if something amazing happens, we may do a short show during the week just to cover it. Mike, I appreciate you coming in. Can I do a funny commercial? You can do the... Yes, you can. Of course you can. This is going to be... And this show is brought to you by... I need to clear my throat, though. Well... I'm kind of... And once okay. again, this show, like give a word to our sponsors. It's brought to you by Hickey Off Pimple Pads. Hey there, groovy guys and gals. Got a heavy day tonight, but got a zit in the middle of your forehead. Are you tired of people calling you Cyclops? Well, now there's new Hickey Off Pimple Pads. Pulls the pimple out by the roots, not just on the surface. And for those moon-sized craters you're going to have in your head when it's through, there's new Hickey Off Plastic Filler. Comes with flesh stone paint, putty knife, and sandpaper for those rough spots. And I'm so hoarse, I can't hardly do this. But there you go. 